1: Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
0: Fantasy Football Frenzy.
2: Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Corey Paulson, the fantasy executive, a main man fantasy task Jim Day, the closer Chris U uh, Chris Ventra. Out today, dealing with a torn uterus, 844-843-6879, telephone number to dial when we do open up those phone lines, try to get you two segments today on Overreaction Monday so we can properly overreact to all the things that took place yesterday. I got to start out with a big, how about them cowboys? What's going on with your gym day?
3: Hey, good morning, Corey. Good win for you guys. Luckily, you were playing for the Giants. If you were playing 28 other teams in the league, you would have lost. Oh, stop it. <laughs> oh, come on. Didn't you know it to be true. It's not like they played a great game.
2: Oh, uh, they played a better game than the New York Giants. Put it like and that. And they
3: did. That's a, that's okay, but that's not really saying much right now.
2: No, you're right your right now. team still
3: looks really bad. <laughs> I, well, listen. My, my this... team looks worse, but your team still looks really bad. Hey, my, Considering my... 40% of Dax. Uh, passing yardage, came on the very first play of the game, I really wouldn't be gloating right now.
2: Uh, it, it, listen, Jim, it's not so much gloating. Getting a, a, a win versus a division rival, being able to drive the bus and maintain at home and get a victory in the NFC East, I'm not going to sneeze at or poo-poo that. What I will say is, though, Saquon Barkley, dynamic talent, great player, talked about him a lot on the ball game in the broadcast last night about how he... You know, the the first defender never really gets a chance. He has great moves, everything you want, in a feature bell cow running back. But 14 receptions for, let's call it 14 yards is the way you get your fantasy production in these first two weeks outside of that big long run. I'm not worried about Saquon Barkley at all, but when you look at this New York Giants schedule moving forward, Jim, this is a team that could be
3: 0-7. This is a team that could be 0-16 if they continue to play the way they're playing. Look, I'm not going to mince words just because I'm a Giants fan. The the fact that they went into this season with this O-line, with Eric Flowers as still a starter, just said all I needed to know going into the season because it's just ridiculous. That man should not be playing anything uh, that's remotely even close to football. All right, there you go right there.
2: Get back in and circle and touch on some of the things from that uh, uh, game a little bit later on. But we got to start with – now, here's the thing, Jim. I'll be 100% honest with you. I'm not – you know, today's overreaction Monday. I generally typically don't like to overreact. You always go ahead and you start your studs, you start your guys. I have a number of different fantasy teams where throughout the course of the first month or so, you're trying to figure it out and put the pieces together to try to maximize your points every day, especially now with no buys you know, you're going to leave a lot of points on the bench. The problem with leaving points on the bench is, you know, this is how you lose games. And you always have certain guys that you lock in as starters. Right now on one of my teams, Jim, I have Russell Wilson locked in as my every week starter. The problem is this team is a no-trade no league. I can't trade anybody off this team. The quarterback on the bench, Jim, is Patrick Mahomes. And last night, I had an idea. I had a thought process that said to me, moving forward, maybe the quarterback does not need to be Russell Wilson on his team week in and week out. Maybe it should be Patrick Mahomes. Have we gotten to the point with Patty Ice Mahomes that we start putting him in lineups over Drew Brees, over Russell Wilson,
3: over Deshaun Watson, who's struggling to start the season, Jim? Hey, at this point, You got to the man is just playing lights out football. There's no doubt about it. Um, You know, 10 touchdowns, no interceptions. He was very efficient with the ball yesterday. I think it was, what, 23 out of 28, something like that. You know, really tight numbers. And, you know, he's got a lot of weapons around him. We saw Hunt get a little bit more involved yesterday, which was good. Uh, We saw Watkins definitely get involved, which is great for the team, great for Mahomes to have a second receiver besides Hill. So this team is definitely clicking on all cylinders right now. While I love Russell Wilson, while I love Drew Brees, You know, you got to ride the hot hand. Right now, Pat Mahomes is the hottest hand in the game. Yeah, and I think that
2: is the way I'm going to go. I think he's every week starter outside of maybe like Aaron Rodgers. I think that Pat Mahomes is really getting it done. He is playing outstanding through the first two weeks of the season. Another guy getting it done through the first two weeks of the season is my main man, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Jim, Ryan Fitzpatrick is about to fool another team into giving him a long-term contract.
3: Well, I don't know if he's going to get a long-term contract at his age, but he he, he had first two weeks are two of his three best games in his career. Uh, so, I mean, he's definitely done it first two weeks uh, to unlike anything he's done before. So it will be interesting to see if he can keep this momentum flowing. But I got to say, if we see one more week like this out of him, then I, I really don't think at any point they can have any – thoughts of bringing Winston in and putting him right back in the starting lineup. I think that would be atrocious. His team is 2-0 going against two teams that they were supposed to get blown out by. And at that point, you have to leave him in there until the wheels come off.
2: Another big one coming up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This upcoming week, they take on the Pittsburgh Steelers who have all winless so far on the season. Buccaneers are already 2-0 in the tough NFC South. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that will be interesting. Now, Ryan Fitzpatrick has the freedom of playing uh, without having to look over his back, without having to worry about, you know, game play or the script, journeyman, veteran quarterback. With that being said, Ryan Fitzpatrick is this type of cat that comes in the huddle and says, all right, here's the play. Y'all run and I'm going to throw it. That's basically (laughs) Ryan Fitzpatrick's game. Y'all run, and I'm going to throw it. He doesn't care about a running back. He don't care about a check down. He care about winging the ball down the field to the wide receivers and the athletic tight end and O.J. Howard. When Winston is in there, Winston's looking over his back. Winston's worried about turning the football over. He doesn't play with the same freedom. But – You can't blame nobody but yourself, Jameis. You keep making these silly mistakes, and now you gave Ryan Fitzpatrick a chance to take your job for the full season, delaying your contract extension. That's on you, my man. Let's get to the next topic, and that is Matt Breida, who I spent that $15 for and got crickets. He was on my bench, going to cause me to lose a game because he was on my bench, Jim. Are we to the point of the season where we can say, you know what? This guy, Matt Breida, has some pass-catching ability. He has some running ability.
3: He fits a Shanahan offense perfectly. Well, he definitely has that ability. We we knew that going in, but, you know, he was pushed down with the early preseason injury. People kind of forgot about him. They brought in Alfred Morris. Morris looked good a little bit, and people started buying into the Morris thing. But, you know, let, let's face facts. Breida had a great game. He looked like he was pissed off. He was running like he was angry. And you love to see that from a small running back like him. Uh, you know, the 66 yard touchdown was really nice run. Uh, and he was involved in the passing game, but he still, he still played less snaps than Morris. Uh, Morris played 48% of the snaps to breed 41%. Um, so, you know, it's definitely still a concern that it's going to be game script oriented, but this team, this coach likes to get that ball into that receiver's hands via the pass. So I, I could, I would like to see that continue three target, you know, four targets, three catches, 21 yards, still not the kind of numbers we were expecting out of a pass catching back in this offense. We expected a lot more of that if McKinnon was still there. But, you know, we definitely see start to see an uptick. If he could continue to have games like this, it's going to be hard not to play him. But let's face it, going into the game, you know, we didn't expect this. He only had 11 rushes, so the 138 yards is nice touch. But, you know, it's hard to count on somebody who's only getting 11, well, in this case, 14 touches a game.
2: Understood, and and, and I understood with you on that. I think it's a matchup basis, a game-to-game basis. Obviously, as we get deeper into the week, we'll get to that part of it. Speaking of matchups and game-to-game, the Arizona Cardinals MF and Stink. They haven't scored a touchdown this season, I don't believe. I think they scored six in week one. They scored zero yesterday. David Johnson, who I own nowhere because I didn't like the way the situation looked in Arizona going into the season, and boy, am I glad I don't have him because his fantasy owners that drafted him in one of their first five picks, they got to be chewing their knuckles right now, Jim.
3: Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. There's so many people out there ready to, to jump off the David Johnson bandwagon, and I'm going to tell them right now, hold on. Um, because the first thing Arizona has to do at this point is they have to throw the rookie in there at QB. Let, let's face it, Bradford, always known for being an accurate quarterback, has looked anything but accurate in the first two weeks. He just can't seem to get on the page with anybody on this offense, whether it be you know Fitz or whether it be uh, David Johnson. They're just not getting involved in the way that we expected. I expect this team if they want to do anything at this point, you might as well throw the rookie in there and see what you got with him and get Bradford out of that starting lineup. I think putting the rookie in might ignite this offense a little bit more and actually get him to get those checkdowns down back to David Johnson, get David Johnson more involved in the passing game again. So, you know, I think that's a move they have to make this week. If they don't make that move this week, they really do not believe in Josh Rosen, which is going to amaze me.
2: Now, Jim, I will say this. If they don't make the move, obviously David Johnson, you know what he can do. You know what his fantasy draft stock is. You continue to roll him out there. You cross your fingers doing so. What about Larry Fitzgerald, though? It's looking bad for Fitz.
3: Well, plus he came off the field with a hamstring injury, which is never good for a wide receiver. So this is definitely something of a concern. If they keep Bradford in there at this point, I- I'm going to recommend sit and fits until we see anything different. Uh, even if he does come back from the hamstring is- and is ready to play next week.
2: All right, there you go, right there, Philip Lindsay. Big game yesterday for the Denver Broncos. Royce Freeman was getting all the love. Philip Lindsay. Goes unnoticed for the most part. Nobody was talking about Lindsey. He comes out the first two games of the season. He's on fire right now. He's on a heater. He's throwing water all over Royce Freeman. Jim, Royce Freeman owners also biting their fingernails today.
3: Oh, absolutely. That, you know, and me being one of them, I look, I was one of the biggest proponents of Freeman. I thought he was really going to take over this backfield. And we saw absolutely not that yesterday. Uh, in fact, we saw Freeman have the least amount of snaps between the three running backs. That includes Booker. Booker had 23 of the 66 snaps, whereas, uh, Freeman only had 16. Meanwhile, Lindsay had 28. So we saw Lindsay get much more involved than either of the other two involved in the actual game plan, uh, and play more snaps, not a good sign for Royce Freeman. If Lindsay continues to play as he does, and look, let's face it, right now he is the electrifying running back on the team. It's not Freeman. Lindsay is the guy making plays, and if that continues, then we're just going to see this trend continue, and Freeman's going to get pushed back, back down into a number two or maybe even a number three role.
2: Jacksonville Jaguars get a big 31-20 win over the New England Patriots yesterday. You see good work from Yeldon. Corey Grant also getting involved. Keelan Cole. Uh, seven receptions for 116 yards, and D. D. Westbrook with the big play. Jim has a number one wide receiver emerged in the Jacksonville
3: Jaguar pecking order yet. Well, it's looking like Keelan Cole. He he doesn't really have what you expect from a number one receiver, but he's playing that role right now. I still expect Dante Moncrief to come along a little more as the season goes. And he hasn't given up on that yet, huh, Jim? No, I haven't. Look, he scored yesterday too. So let's put it out in place right now. What we saw from the Jaguars yesterday is they went against the new England team and played very, very, you know, up in the air. They went right at him. They were aggressive. Uh, Frank, you know, said it in the last show very well that they just went out and attacked New England like New England usually attacks other teams. And it worked very well for them. Bortles had a great game. The entire offense looked strong, uh, except for the running backs. They weren't as high, highly used as people thought. Yeldon, a lot of people put him in their lineups thinking because he got to start, he would have a good game. It just didn't really work out that way. But Bortles looked exceptional in this defense. They played a better game against the Patriots than they did against the Giants in week one. All right, there you go right there.
2: We are off and running on Overreaction Monday right here on FNTSY Radio. Uh, also on YouTube, Goon Squad, shout out. Yeah, 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 you already know. Uh, the big story over the weekend was Josh Gordon getting released. Uh, now it looks like he's going to be traded at some point today or either released. He'll go on the open market, join any team he likes. It doesn't look like there's a suspension because eight to ten teams are are vying for the services of Josh Gordon. At least that's what's being reported, Jim. So no suspension in place. Looks like he's getting more and more in the football shape, ready to rock and roll.
3: The Browns have washed their hands. Should fantasy owners do the same? No, at this point, if you invested the draft capital in him, you got to hold him. You got to wait and see who picks him up because whoever picks him up is picking him up for the one reason of getting him in their lineup this season, getting him on the field. Uh, And we know what he can do when he's on the field. Unfortunately, boy, just has way too many other things going on to, continues to kill us and i can't blame the browns at this point they they've given up years trying to back him and you know the fact of the matter is he he just seems to pay more attention to things outside football than football and that that's what browns finally you know made them say okay enough is enough time for you to go yeah so they're gonna try and get whatever they can get from him now and
2: the nerve of hugh jackson telling somebody it's time for them to go
3: yeah, right. I, well, I'm with John <laughs> Jackson. He would be the first guy I would let go on Cleveland if it's me. But, um, you know, somebody out there is going to look for him. You know, the 49ers are supposedly looking at him. The Jets, like you said, eight to 10 teams have inquired, trying to figure out what kind of cost it's going to get him. It's basically going to be a one year rental at this point because nobody's going to give him a big, big. Uh, contract to come over now they want to get him on the field let him play out the year see what he can do if he can even stand the year and if that happens then maybe somebody might pay him but you know it's a risk but these teams they'll they'll invest a mid-round pick in seeing if they can help their wide receiver core this year
2: 14 receptions yesterday from Christian McCaffrey. He walks away with a good game, so he comes out swinging in that one and that big contest. We also saw Tevin Coleman started to get it together. Tevin Coleman do- doing what he does over 100 yards rushing. Not really many pass receptions that you would like to see in no touchdowns, but also a good game from Tevin Coleman. Matt Ryan and that crew bounce back. No Julio Jones too much to talk about from yesterday, Jim, but Calvin Ridley starting to show a little bit of what he can do in week number two of the season. I would say – Let's wait until we get to the bye weeks before we start having to put Whitley in our lineup, or do you think this yesterday was something to grow on where he can start uh, garnering
3: starts now as a wide receiver 3 all flex? No, I think he's definitely a guy you should start considering putting in your lineup uh, as a flex play, you know, or a wide receiver three. Look, he's explosive. We know that. Uh, the teams really got him involved in that aspect yesterday. I think that trend continues. Sunu is a safe guy. He's going to get you, you know, four or five targets a game. you will know, get you a few yards here and there. And he's definitely, you know, uh, Matt's safety blanket, if you want to call him that, Uh out in the field but Ridley gives them another player to stretch the field another player to make big plays down the field that Sanu just doesn't give them and if defenses just continue to roll two or three on top of Julio Jones then Ridley's going to be there to make big plays so I think you got to believe in him now we
2: are often rolling on Reaction Monday 844 phone lines open
0: Use as directed. There's only one place to listen to the best fantasy advice, and that's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. By downloading the FNTSY Radio Network app, you'll be blessed with having the top fantasy experts right in your pocket. You'll get award-winning and entertaining programs like the Roto Experts. Let's cock-a-doodle-do-it. Fantasy best friends forever. Yeah. Carton and friends, yeah, buddy, and so much more. You feel what I'm saying? Download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app now and take the most trusted fantasy experts with you wherever you go.
2: Fantasy Football Friends, the overreaction Monday right here on FNTSY Radio. Telephone lines open, 844-843-68799. Get in right now while the getting is good. Let us hear some of your overreactions from week two of the NFL season or the second NFL Sunday. Uh, coming up tonight, you got the Chicago Bears and the Seattle Seahawks. They put a ribbon on week number two. Obviously, Jim, you know the particulars that you get out there in your starting lineup. On Seattle side is Russell Wilson. That's probably it. On the Bears side, you got Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, Allen Robinson, A lot of people down on Trey Burton, Jim. How you feeling about Trey Burton? It's only been one week. I'm not
3: ready to panic on Burton yet. Well, look, I'm not ready to panic on him yet, but I was kind of telling people to to not draft him where he was going in drafts. I just – we really don't know what to expect out of him in this offense. First of all, it was all hype. Uh, Again, this is a guy who's never caught more than 35 passes in any stage of his career. Jim, he was a
2: backup, Jim. He was I a backup care. in Philadelphia, you, in Jim. Don't do that. He, he wasn't was a backup. A, he wasn't a backup his, in college. his college college doesn't matter when you when you're projecting for a tight end, well, Jim. That's not fair. So That's, it's been it's been one week, Jim. He last I, I, year. I, I, last year he was a backup to Zach Ertz, who was a top three fantasy tight end. Whenever he got a chance to play for Ertz, he was a tight end one, Jim. So you're telling people absolutely keep
3: starting him every week. I, tonight's gonna tonight's gonna oh, be no, a telltale no, no. night no, you, no tonight's gonna, gonna be a telltale up, night a bump about him and say you know say Stay state of what you're saying say if you you know burton has got to be in your starting lineup every
2: week i'm not going to say that i'm okay, not i'm, I'm not going to say that until i see what he does tonight tonight he come out and he goes six for 65 with a touch i throw him out there again next week if he come out there and don't get no targets well then we got a conversation
3: I think we got a conversation now. I want to see him do it before I put him in my starting lineup. Are you going to put him in your starting lineup tonight? Not overreacting from week 1?
2: I got him in my starting line. I do have him in the starting lineup tonight, and the reason why is because the other the other guy was um is Ricky Seals and that <laughs> football team can't score, so really no reason to play Seals.
3: No, I hear you. Luckily for for Angram mo- owners, he got that nice easy touchdown at the end of the game. I don't know what Dallas was Doing? they, were oh, they playing, already had the game. Like we're, game we're, we're, they, they already and had and the game wrapped, wrapped
2: up, Jim. They already up. had the game wrapped. They had already oh, no, shut the team care. out, it but it, they, already, it, it shut the, they already shut the they already shut the hapless New counts. York Giant offense out for three quarters.
3: <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. They played them great all game, and then at the end of the game, they let them score. In a divisional rivalry, you want all those points you can, and you want to keep your team, the other team, to as few as you can. I, I just didn't understand why they just left him so wide open there. Mm. What do you got tonight, Jim?
2: The Bears are a four-and-a-half point favorite at home on Monday night with a game total being 43. What do you see?
3: Well, it's interesting. This is a, a really good line because it actually started out as minus three. Uh, everybody was betting on the uh, Seahawks. The, the I mean, on, on the, uh, the Bears. On the Bears. And then it went up to four-and-a-half. And actually this morning it came back down to four. Um, as everybody then turned around with four and a half and thought that was too much to give the Seahawks and then started betting on the Seahawks. So now it's actually down to four. So, you know, four is interesting to me, uh, you know, going into Chicago is always tough. They got a tough defense, no doubt about it. Um, The offense really hasn't shown what everybody was expecting from it through week one. So it's going to be a real tight game to me. I think it's going to be an under game. And right now, if I'm taking under, then I got to go with Russell Wilson in the points. Uh, Although it's a tough one, but I I think Russell Wilson covers these points, you know, even if he has to do it by himself,
2: I'm on the other side. I'm going to go with the bears and the over on this one. I think the bears have enough offensive firepower. I worry about no Bobby Wagner being there. I think you get a healthy dosage of Howard and you get some Cohen sprinkled in tonight, so I think the Chicago Bears try to flex their muscle a little bit. Obviously, for the Seattle Seahawks side of it, you already know Russell Wilson is the whole damn show. So he can put up a big game tonight, too. He's going to keep that team in it, fighting all the way to the end. But I do think the Chicago Bears are a little bit too much in a game that I think is going to be more offense than many people expected. Um,
3: oh, wait, if, real quick, we're talking ahead. about over-unders here. This is interesting to me. So far on the season, we've had 15 games go over and 16 games go under. Wow. That's, interesting. So, I mean, That's you a great job. You can't get more yeah. even than that. <laughs> That's <laughs> so a great you know, job by the, uh, the odds doing. makers. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just interesting. If if this one tonight goes over, then we've had 16 and 16 in the first two weeks.
2: Let me ask you a question, Jim. What do you think happened to Ventura today?
3: <laughs> well, I said why I called in yesterday because Ventura sounded like he was about to die any minute yeah. uh, with that voice. I don't know what he was doing with that mouth on uh, on Saturday night, but it wasn't good.
2: Yeah, I'm quite sure it was something that he had no business doing. Got him in a little bit of trouble. Now, with that being said, uh, I think Ventura is not here today because the New York Giants were pitiful last night. And I think he didn't want to hear me say, How about them Cowboys?
3: Well, I didn't want to hear you say it either, but that's yeah, you, not enough you, for me not to be here. There
2: you go, Jim. That's my kind of guy. 844 843 telephone number to get involved. As always, if you are on a campus, you move to the front of the line. So let's go to Danny at UCF. Danny, what up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Ain't nothing much. Hey, Danny, you at UCF. I know the co-eds down there is slamming.
4: Man, you got no idea, man. You know, not unfortunately, but fortunately, I'm, I have a beautiful girlfriend that I've been with for a long time. But, good for you. you no, know, I can look.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're right. You, you can't yeah, order, me. but you can look at the menu. That's a good job. How can we help your fantasy team, my man? There you
4: go. Team, my
2: man. So
4: I just have a question. Um, you know, I tend to stack up on running back in the draft, and then I tend, I, my last pick was Connor. So I'm trying to give him away. I got Coleman sitting on the bench, and then I got Mark Ingram when he comes back. So what's his value right now?
2: His value is his know. value is, is. Are you a Le'Veon Bell owner? No,
4: no, I got Gordon. I'm trying to give him to the Bell owner. I, I, I threw out uh, Jordan Reed and Connor for his Gronk. I don't know if he'll take it,
2: but that's interesting. Jordan Reed and and so you you'll trade him Connor and Reed for Gronk. That's interesting. I, that's a that's a fair deal right there in, in my in, in my Jim, That's a fair deal to a left bell owner to get um to get James Conner.
3: I think it's very fair deal. No, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, it really depends on how how much he thinks Reed is going to do, how long he thinks Reed can stay healthy. That's going to be your sticking point cuz people have drafted rock Drafted him early for a reason. They know what they get out of him, even though he put up a junker this week. You know that's not something you're going to see each and every week. So, you know, they have high expectations. But, you know, while Connor didn't have the same week in week two that he had in week one, still had a good productive week. Uh, At this point, we still have no idea what's going on with Bell. If I was him, I'd have to look seriously at taking it. Getting that starting running back to cover Bell's uh, ass is a great thing to have. Uh, Connor, I mean,
2: Connor, um, let me ask you this.
3: Who, who are your wide receivers?
4: Oh, my wide receivers, I got, um, Hopkins, Diggs, but then I got Quincy. Baldwin took a dump on me, so, you
2: know. Yeah, so
5: you, you it, said a wide receiver, but so I think that
2: Gronk play him. is it. But whenever, like I said, I think you target that Le'Veon Bell owner and you try to uh, strengthen your team in the best way you can. Anything else, my man?
4: No, thank you, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. Oh, Appreciate thank you. It. You
2: enjoy too, down there at UCF. All right, let's go to my man. Let's go from UCF to a place where a UCF to a place where we love the co-eds to a city where the co-eds stink. Let's go to Mike in Philadelphia. What up, Mike? How you guys doing today? I'm doing good, Mike. How about them Cowboys? Well, how about
4: them? I'm a Zeke owner, so I'm happy about that.
2: There you go, my man. What's good with what you? I'm
4: happy about that. Hey, I just want to give a shout-out to Amari Cooper. I want people
2: to put some respect on his name. Put some respect on it. Put some respect on Amari Cooper's name. He has one good game every seven weeks, and you want people to put some respect on his name? I said yesterday, you know what? Son should be on the bench. Of course he comes through with a good game yesterday, Mike, but I'm not putting no respect on his name because you're not going to see him again till week 10. That's not true.
4: Go out and trade for him now. 10 out of 10 catch. He can catch. He can run routes. David Carr
2: has got passing the ball. That's it. If, I think it's Derek Carr is the quarterback now, Mike. Jim, Mike oh, is sitting Jim up here man. trying to talk us into buying high, low, medium on Amari Cooper. I think we
3: know what Amari Cooper is, Jim. We do. We know he's a receiver who 60% of the time isn't even going to be a wide receiver, two for you. We know that for a fact. It's been his whole career. So, you know, he's going to have, you know, three, four, five good games a year. The rest of the year, he's going to be, you know, at best a flex option. And you didn't draft him to be a flex option, but that's what you got. Yeah, Mike, I'm not buying it.
2: You go ahead and you keep your Amari Cooper, and you'll be calling up here three weeks from now talking about, yo, shine. what am I going to do with Amari Cooper? <laughs> I'll tell you what, next week when he goes off, I'm calling back up. Holler at me. He call, He go off again next week, holler at me, and I'll sing Fly Eagles Fly. 844-843-6879. Let's go out to my son. He's got more sense. My main man, Chris and Cali. Chris was cracking.
1: Hey, good morning guys. How are you guys doing?
2: It's a different Chris and Callie. <laughs> <laughs> what's going what's going on, Christopher? <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys?
1: Hey guys. Uh, so I'm in a twelve team PPR. Uh, okay. I'm a Doug Baldwin owner. I am also, unfortunately, right now, a Josh Gordon owner as well. Oh, man. So I'm in of receivers. So my lineup as right now is Big Ben Hogan. I put in I put Kenny Galladay in there and I have desperate need. I put in Dorsett for this week,
5: uh-huh. and
1: then my running backs are Gurley, Devonta Freeman. I got Rudolph, and then my flex is Hyde. Oh, actually, I have Tevin Coleman as my flex. Good. My thing right now is that I'm thinking of trading Devonta Freeman for some type of receiver. But I was, I was asked, I wanted to know what what do you think I would get in value
2: what, now, what, you, right now? Right now, he's hurt. So right now Freeman's hurt. So the only thing you can get for Freeman right now is probably Josh Gordon or Doug Baldwin. You know what I'm saying? Two guys that you got on your team. So you can't really trade a hurt running back for a wide receiver that you can put in your lineup now. But what I will say is this: some of these cats that popped off the wire, I think, could be intriguing for you. For example, why didn't you pick up Quincy and Numa last week?
1: Hi, Charlie. They, they,
2: somebody took them ahead of me. Somebody got a new one ahead of you. Uh, what about D.D. Westbrook?
1: Yeah. Uh, somebody had drafted him in our draft initially. The, right, so the, somebody... the one I'm trying to aim at is Ridley.
2: Is who? Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think. Listen, you, but you have a lot of Falcons on your team, man, which may not be a bad thing. But you would have a lot of Atlanta Falcons on your team if you trade for Ridley, which I, like I said, I don't think that's a, a bad thing. Um. Jim.
1: You know,
2: I'm trying to pick up really on a waiver right now. Okay, so I, I, I don't mind picking him up on a waiver. Jim, what do you think uh, that we, we that, that he can do to help his uh, wide receivers? I, I, I feel like it's a name that's skipping my mind right now.
3: Well, I don't know what that name is, but look, you are dead right on trying to sell Freeman at this point. You're selling him so low that you're not going to get any kind of comparable value for where you drafted him. And it's really, that's just a bad move uh, at this point. At this point, you have to hold him. You have to wait and see. And at that point, if you're still concerned when he comes back, wait till he has a good game and then try to move him. Maybe that helps you out. Uh, you but know. at this point, it's really hard to move yeah. him. Um you know, it, there's a few guys that are still popping out there. Dorsett, you know, still playing. He still had, what, seven targets yesterday in in that game. He's True. still right up there getting involved in that passing game. So while we thought he wasn't really going to do much, right now Brady is still going to him. And you got to trust anybody Brady goes to yeah. as somebody you can play.
2: I like the Dorsett um, call. I think... Um uh, Geronimo Allison is probably owned by now. That's an, another interesting name. Uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Grant, even though he didn't have a good game yesterday, you could put a dollar on him. Uh, uh, a- Antonio Calloway yeah. taking over for Josh Calloway, Gordon. Callaway,
3: that's a good there name. You go. that's, that's, that's a name I would go after, absolutely. Now the starter on the outside, that that's oh, a good, good name. Guy. Definitely is going to be in my waiver wire article tonight uh, as somebody I would want to go out and grab.
2: There you go right there, 844-843-60. Eight, four, four, eight, four, <laughs> What's up? You good?
3: I'm sorry, let me ask you, if Rashard
1: Higgins is out there in the waiver available and Callaway, do I still go with
2: Callaway? Hell yeah, Rashard Higgins has been trash for years now. Yeah, I would go with Callaway, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's a blast from uh, the past Rashard Higgins. Hey, uh, Chris highlight my man, good luck on the waiver wire. Let us know how it work out for you. 844-843-6879. Let's go to my man Jeff in Michigan. Jeff, what up? not jeff the skeleton hey, <laughs> what up jeff <laughs>
0: hey
5: what's up uh, i had a question about my quarterbacks uh i have andrew look and carson Wentz, but i kind of want to get fitzgerald i mean fitzpatrick off of uh, the the wire what
4: you think i should do all
2: right if you want to go pick up Fitz Magic off the wire how many people do you roster uh
4: what quarterback
2: how many how many rounds was your draft uh sixteen. So you I don't like giving three spots to a quarterback. You'll get Wentz back this week. Uh Wentz and luck is intriguing. You go pick up Fitz Magic. Your best bet is to try to trade him immediately. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Unless you want to roll with Fitz Magic, but they might give Jameis that job back. I don't think they will right now. So If you pick up Fitzpatrick and want to make him your week-in and week-out starter, I can dig that. But then you got to move one of these two quarterbacks. Maybe the quarterback to move is wins. So if you pick up that third quarterback, you you, you have to get him off your team within two or three weeks.
3: No, I think, Corey, you had it right in the first spot. If you can get Fitzpatrick now, uh, I would pick him up, but then – right around, turn around right away and trade him. Look, I do expect him to keep this job over Winston, but at the same time, we've seen this kind of start from Fitz before and then the wheels come falling off. So before the wheels come falling off, get him on your team and then trade him. Find somebody who's really quarterback dependent, needs somebody to step up when somebody hasn't been already, and you know, put them on the table for another piece of a skill position player that could help you down the line.
2: Jeff, let me ask you a question though. Who? Tell me your running backs and wide receivers before before you go to the waiver wire and add a third quarterback. You might have other weaknesses on this team.
5: Well, my the biggest problem I have is that I have too many running backs. I have David Johnson, Dalvin Cook, James Conner, Chris Carson, Aaron Jones, and Mark Ingram. And who are your
2: wide receivers?
5: Um, A.J. Green, Jarvis Landry, Tyler Lockett, uh, and Chris Hogan and Geronimo Allison.
2: Yeah, yeah. Listen, it sounds like you got a pretty strong roster. Uh, if you can, uh, go ahead and, and make that move for Fitzpatrick. Pick him up. Maybe you add a little bit more depth to that wide receiver crew. I'm not a Tyler Lockett supporter. Now, uh, my man Jeff, holla at you. Still got. So we cleared out the phone bank. So we still got phone lines open. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Let's. What's up, Jim?
3: Jim didn't say a word. Oh,
2: my bad. Uh, 6879 So let's go ahead, load up these last, uh, load up these phone lines, so we can get you in before we break for the day. Obviously, will be back with you tomorrow when we come back on the other side. Still got some more stuff we want to get into. Uh, Jim, I want to talk to you about your day in DFS yesterday. Also, got some early lines for week three starting to come out right now. Look through and break down some of those as we start to get ready for week three in fantasy football. Jim, yesterday outside of DFS and your season-long leagues, pretty satis- uh, satisfactory day?
3: Yeah, I had a pretty good game. Uh, You know, Gronk uh, hurt me, of course, as he hurt everybody. It's just the way it is. You got to take those every once in a while. Uh, But, uh, yeah, pretty fair. I I think I won about, I want to say, 72% of my matchups trying to do the math in my
2: head. And it's amazing that you're winning at this clip, particularly since you are a heavy owner of Mr. Dalvin Cook. I want to talk about Dalvin Cook when we come back on the other side. A lot of people disappointed in him. Fantasy football frenzy on an overreaction Monday. DailyRoto.com.
0: Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day.
2: Fantasy Football Frenzy Overreaction Monday right here on FNTSY Radio Glad to have you along for the ride Got some phone lines open 844-843-6879 Fantasy Executive Fantasy Task Jim Day Yeah, 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 yeah See the Fantasy Troll in the chat room Buster Oh, here you go right there I guess I gave him the attention he wanted Sucker MC Sucker MC can't rock with me Fantasy Zach, aka Corey, I'm ready for wilding out now, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you sound about ready. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh man, Jim, uh, I put in one lineup on Fanduel yesterday. It did pretty well. Uh, um, you know, what I'm saying I uh, was in a um, uh, like a multiplier, so I was able to get a couple dollars out of that one. Had a bad day on the Fanduel Sportsbook app. Went to Jersey. Yesterday morning, putting in a couple, and the Philadelphia Eagles immediately proceeded to blow that up. Um, so uh, I, 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 I should have never put my money on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I should know better than that. Anytime I bet on Philadelphia, they're going to lose because they figure, why well, make this guy happy? Um, so there goes that. Jim, tell me about your day on uh, in Daily Fantasy Sports.
3: Well, I didn't do so well on FanDuel as I did on DraftKings. On DraftKings, I did pretty well. I won three out of my four 50-50s. won them quite handily, actually. I was in the the top three in all three of them uh, that I won, including one where I was the number one finisher. And, you know, it it was all because of the Big Ben stack. Uh, Even having Antonio Brown uh, on that stack, it still worked out for me. Jim, what's up with Dalvin Cook? Oh, man, Uh, your your guess is as good as mine at this point. They're not really getting them as much involved as I would have liked to seen. Uh, I still think – I'm still a believer. I still think this team is going to need him to get involved. But right now, he's just not as much involved in the passing game as I would like. And he's just not getting enough touches at the running back position. Unfortunately, it's really hard – it would be really hard to trade him right now because, you know, people are concerned about him as well. So you're not going to get any value about him. Any of these guys you draft in the first, second round uh, that are underperforming, you basically have to hold on to.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. People always, you know, see, I'm the type of cat, though, where, like, for example, the team where I got Russell Wilson and Mahomes, right? If that was a trade league, first thing I'm doing, I'm shipping one of those dudes to Dalvin Cook, just like that. It's a team where I lost Le'Veon Bell, too. I'm willing to buy Dalvin Cook right now. Now, I want to get him on, on the dollar. And you're saying, well, Russell Wilson's not cents on the dollar. Russell Wilson's a quarterback. <laughs> and you only can start one. You can get Dalvin Cook in line him. I'm willing to buy Cook. Um for one of your underperforming players or if you got a situation where you have a a Rogers in a Mahomes or a Wilson in a Mahomes and you need some help at running back. Maybe you're the left bell owner. Maybe you had big plans for Darius Geis. Maybe you thought Royce Freeman would step up to be that RB two. So on and so forth. A trade, a target trade right now for Dalvin Cook, I think is a good idea. Cook is too talented to have this going to him all season. Um, Jim, what were some of those? Oh, besides that Big Ben stack, anybody?
3: Oh, uh, that Pittsburgh stack. Anybody else in that lineup yesterday? Sure. I had uh, well, I had Ben. I had James Conner. I had Christian McCaffrey, who I really loved Love, yesterday. Big game yeah, yesterday. Did exactly what I thought he'd do. I didn't think he'd be highly involved as a running back, but I definitely thought he'd be involved in the passing game, and that's what we saw. I had Antonio Brown. I had uh, Kevin uh, Kenny Colladay. Who I liked. I had Mike Williams, who you know got that early touchdown, and then the team got up so far they really just didn't use him at all yeah. after that, which really pissed me off. Uh, but okay. you know when game flow is like that, you just got to suck it up. Luckily, he got that early touchdown, which helped. George Kittle was a complete bust for me uh, with the two receptions for 22 yards. Definitely yeah. expected more of that. Same, uh, but I did have Tevin Coleman as my flex, and he came out pretty well. And then I had the Jets uh, as defense, and you know they only got. Me nine points, but it was enough. You know what defense I had, Jim? Who did you have? How about them Cowboys? <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's looking like play anybody against the Giants. I hate to say it, but that's the way it looks. Speaking
2: of play anybody against the Giants, looking at some early game lines for week number three in the NFL season the New York Giants and the Houston Texans, both teams off to a slow start this season. Both teams had aspirations of, you know, making it at least competing for a playoff spot. The Houston Texans are a six-point home favorite to the New York Giants. Jim, the over/under on that one is 41. This is a this is one right here is going to be it's tough to bet this right now. I, I would say, in my opinion, it's going to be interesting to see where the money comes in at throughout the course of the week. But right now, this is an intriguing number. The New York Giants are I mean, excuse me, the Houston Texans laying six to the Giants on a Monday.
3: Look, the, the Giants' defense is playing better than people expected. It is what it is. They, they did play pretty well last night, gave up that first big play. Uh, it seems that they're coming out of The locker room being a little flat, and then as the game goes on, they seem to to get it together. I hate that. I hate when coaches don't have the defense ready to go at the start of the game, but that seems to be their thing. Uh, We saw that in week one as well. I think this is going to be a very tight game. Houston isn't really all the way back yet. Watson had a decent game. He's got some good receivers that could roast the Giants. I don't like the, uh, the minus six or plus six either way. But I'm really thinking that the, the under is going to be a good bet in this because the Giants can't put up any points. And I think the Texans are going to struggle a little bit against this Giants defense.
2: Another one is out here right now. The Buffalo Bills are a 16-and-a-half-point mm-hmm. underdog going to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. And I'm looking at this. Yesterday I was on. I was, on, I thought the Bills would cover at home yesterday. Now they go on the road, uh, almost a 17-point underdog, Jim. And I'm like, I think I might like Minnesota.
3: (laughs) It it, it is actually already a 17 point. Wow. uh, Yeah. It's moved up already. People are already putting the money on Minnesota in this one. Uh, It's hard not to like Minnesota against Buffalo, but you know, part of it almost seems like a trap game to me. Uh, Just, You know, you just get caught looking at a team like this and don't really think you have to prepare as hard or or put in the work during the week. And that scares me a lot when you get to a team like this where, you know, it looks like such an easy win that if I'm going to bet this game, I'd really have to consider betting Buffalo with the 17. And you know what I would do, Jim?
2: I would put maybe whatever you can spare on the money line for the Bills.
3: Yeah, plus nine hundred is nice. That's a definitely a nice, uh, nice bit of change if you hit that right.
2: There you go, right there. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Let's head to the telephone lines to end it. Want to hear your overreactions on Overreaction Monday right here on the Frenzy? And let's start out with my man Wesley in California. Wesley, what's up with you?
4: What's happening, Frank? What's
2: good with you? Not much. Just uh, I of the week tape, uh, week two blue. Oh, man. What's going on, Wesley? Let's, let's talk about it.
4: All right. I'm a, uh, I started um, Aaron Rodgers. I got Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. All right. So I ended up sitting him. Oh, Lord. Mariota got hurt. Uh, you know, he was hurt last week. So I dropped him and streamed uh, Tyrod Taylor. Started him <laughs> off as quarterback. Started off uh, Julio Jones, Kenny Galladay, Kareem Hunt, Deion Lewis, Jordan Reed, and Phillip Lindsay in my flex. And I sat Aaron Rodgers, Crowder, Kelsey, Jamal Williams, Latavius Murray, see, Breda, and Shepard.
2: See, this is the problem. You, react, you reacted to week one. This is why this overreaction Monday. I did. You immediately reacted to week one, and you sat Aaron Rodgers. That was your first mistake. Why would you sit Aaron Rodgers for Tyrod Taylor, the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns? Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Neander. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know. But he, if, if he's active, you play him from
3: here on out. If he's active, you play him. Um, you got to you got to say the same for Kelsey too. Yes, uh, this, you know. I know he didn't exactly, in week one, but it, you know you draft these studs for a reason. You went and got him early. Don't give up on these guys after one bad week. It's, you know, unless they're absolutely out of the game, they almost always have to be in your starting lineup.
2: Exactly. And, Wesley, what I will tell you is <clears throat> I worry about Deion Lewis. Well, not no, I know I don't worry about Deion Lewis. I think Deion Lewis will be fine. I think this was a bad week for him. I think Kareem Hunt eventually will start to pick it up in the passing game. If not... Uh, with that offense, he'll be able to finish off some drives with some touchdowns. I like the addition of Philip Lindsay on this team. Galladay is solid. You know Julio's going to come around and have his games. Just relax, calm down, and don't get in your own way. You feel what I'm saying, Wesley?
4: Okay. Um, I, got, I got one more question. All right. Hey, um, should, you know, I feel like they're taking up bent space, but should I let go of Crowder and, uh, and, and Sterling Shepard and try to get, uh, pick up some other cats?
3: I don't Crowder, I'm going to say yes to Crowder. Uh, look, I, I'm, it, Alex Smith is just not looking for him. He
2: threw the ball to Chris Thompson.
3: Yeah, he, he's, he's just not really getting him. In. Look, and I'm not I'm not ready to get rid of Shepard yet. At some point, Giants are going to get points on the board. They have too many playmakers. Shepard will saying, be involved. been
2: saying that since 2015 at
3: some point. They're going to get when points the on the board. Time you wanted, when, when is the last time, time a Giants football?
2: scored 30 points in a football game? Probably in 2016. 2015. <laughs> Was it 2015? 2015. Really? So don't talk to me about winning Super Bowls, Jim. <laughs> yeah, but
3: they, but they didn't have this kind of weaponry. Sooner or later, this, this they're going to put points on the board. Uh, it, it just is. I, I can't give up on Shepard yet. He's too talented a receiver. Uh, Crowder has always been that guy who, you know, maybe a wide receiver three or a flex play. Uh, never really been more than that. Shepard, I could definitely see being more than that, especially if Odell goes down with another injury. So I wouldn't give up on him. But Crowder, I could definitely see dropping.
0: I right,
2: Wesley, my man, hang in there and don't. And, and please, we do the show every Sunday morning, son. Don't. Don't go sitting, people, after one bad week. 844-843-6879. Let's go down to the dirty, dirty and talk to my man, Ron, in Birmingham. Ron, what's cracking?
5: Hey, what's going on, Corey? How you doing, man? Chilling, chilling. What's up? Roll what Tide? You? No, actually, you know, I'm from New Orleans, so. LSU. LSU fan, there you so. go.
2: They had a big, big yeah. win this weekend. Shout out to them. Go Tigers.
5: Yeah, was a tough There you go. Right. Well, I, I'm I have a little trouble. Um I I got a lot of injuries on my team. Let's see, I stuck with Doug Baldwin, Devonta Freeman, hurt, and then the big matter is worse. I traded Lynch and Jamal Williams for LaShawn McCoy. I thought, you know, I tried
2: Shady'd to- be fine. Uh, the ribs are not broken. And even if they were he's gonna play running back and play with broken ribs. They put that flak jacket on. Yeah, I got a team with McCoy and Freeman too. My wide receiver was a stack. I didn't put Baldwin on that team. So um but so far that team is 2 and 0 and hanging in there. So I kind of feel your pain. Uh what else you got on this team?
5: I have Antonio Brown, I have Luck, Corey Davis, let me down. Um in uh and the rest I have Carson, Matt Breida. I think
2: I have you got those
5: to- Calvin Benjamin on
2: the bench. I th- I, Calvin Benjamin's a bum. I I think you got <laughs> enough to piece it together. Don't overreact to this week. The Baldwin Freeman thing that's going to be tough to to to, to deal with. I'll be one hundred percent honest with you on that. The Baldwin Freeman thing is going to be tough to deal with. You need good waiver wire work. Davis will pick it up. You know what Antonio Brown is? Uh, he'll he'll bounce right back and 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 start to get things working, Jim. I like I said. I think this is a team where not too much surgery needs to be done after two weeks. Just sit pat, right?
3: And yeah, I, I, I wouldn't really Ingram go crazy.
2: You got who on the bench?
5: I have Mark Ingram. I'm waiting. I'm oh to hold yeah, I'm yeah. 0 and two. I'm just trying to hold out past week four, at least not go one and
3: three, and just hang in there.
2: That's all you can do. What do you think? What you about to say, Jim?
3: No, I was just going to say, yeah, keep riding your guys that you drafted, you know, and see if there's anybody on the waiver wire that helps you without having to drop an awful lot. But again, don't overreact. You can still come back from 0 and two in fantasy. Yep. I've done it plenty of times.
5: And what receivers, this is the last question, what receivers on the waiver rider should I pick up? Because right now I just have Antonio Brown and Corey Davis right now. I'm not. I picked up, I think Ryan Grant, I picked him up. He didn't do anything this week.
3: Callaway so, should uh, probably be have, out there if Dorsett's still out there. Look, I didn't think much of Dorsett coming in, but he's uh, he's definitely involved in the game plan. So as long as that continues, I think you have to ride with him. Okay, I'm thinking about
5: Calvin Ridley, too. Calvin Ridley might pick you
3: up. Ridley mind. is another great name. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, Ridley, actually, I might put Ridley in over the, the other two just because of the quarterback he has.
2: What we'll do is tomorrow, before you run your waivers, we'll do waiver wire rankings for the wide receiver position, let you know uh, who we think is out there, and we'll rank them in order that you should pick them up. So we'll get into that tomorrow on the friendly, and that should be able to give you a help. Ron, hang in there, my man. Uh, I think you'll be able to pull some of this stuff together. No doubt holler at you. Jake is in Dallas. Jake, what up?
4: What's going on, gentlemen?
2: What's up, Jake?
5: I'm
4: just calling to give you a little shout-out because last week I called about the Brandon Cooks and uh, um, Cardinal matchup.
5: Yep. And you guys told me to still start Brandon Cooks. I want to thank you very much for telling me that because I'm 2-0 now.
2: There you go, right there. Shout out to my man Jake in Dallas, even though he's not a Dallas Cowboy fan. Still got that love from Brandon Cooks. He had a good game yesterday. Uh, hey, hey, Corey. Yo. Uh, no.
5: I just wanted to let you know I was rooting for the
3: Cowboys this weekend because I cannot stand the Giants.
2: Good for you. You're a good, you're a good man, <laughs> time Jake. Time to hang
3: up now. <laughs> Let's
2: move on. You are a what, good what's man, next goal, Jake. Corey? But now we appreciate that. Hey, listen, keep rolling Brandon Cooks out there. He's going to have his weeks where you're like, oh, my goodness. But Julio Jones has had a week where you were like, oh, my goodness. You're not going to bench him. Don't bench Ben the Cooks. And I think he's a better fit in this offense right now, too, Jim. He's looking much more involved than he did in New England last year.
3: Uh, no doubt about it. They definitely like him. They're getting him the ball. Uh, hopefully that trend continues and, and they get him the ball, you know, in deeper positions, uh, which I'd like to see more of as well. But just the fact that he's seen as many targets as he's seen is a great thing.
2: And there, you go right there. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Let's get our last one of the day, and let's go to my man Brad in Edmonton. Brad, what's good with you?
4: Uh it's snowing outside here, guys. So, oh, uh, ready, son? Much good going on up here, but it's the snow. It's today. Oh is, man, it was snowing last week. It's September seventeenth. Like, I'm talking on the ground, on the roof,
2: still sticking around, man. It's that's no, no good. Crazy, son. Hopefully, hopefully, you got yeah. a partner for cuffing season. Where, where is he? And Brad Pitt, oh, do, but, I'm set that way.
4: I'm set that way.
2: All right, good for you. We're well, good. Uh, we'll get you some you guys. Um, He's in Edmonton, Ontario,
4: Jim. Oh,
2: buddy. Oh, there you go. Edmonton, Alberta. Edmonton,
4: Alberta. Alberta. My bad. All good, buddy. Um, 12 team, APR league. I'm just wondering if you could help me with my bench. Uh, carry on Johnson, mm-hmm. Amendola, Garçon, Cooper, Edelman, and Ian Thomas.
2: All right, Edelman.
4: I want to drop and pick up like a Callaway or a Boyd this week or a Ridley, but I'm just not sure who no, I want no. to drop because I got go Crabtree on my roster. All right,
2: first of all, cut Ian Thomas. Why, why in the F did you pick him up in the first place? Uh, Cut Ian Thomas. Jim last week. <laughs> Jim, threw you under the bus,
3: Jim <laughs> Hey, it happens way too often, Corey That's the way it is You know how it is we, we, we get called out on the things we get wrong A hell of a lot more than we get called out on the things we get right
2: There you go, this is true too um, Amari Cooper, you said? Yeah, I got Cooper on the bench I switch him and Crabtree out uh, Hold Cooper What's the other wide receiver? Cut and Garcon. Cut Amendola. hang on to Garcon, and there was one more other person. Oh, Edelman. Yeah, you hang uh, on carry to Carry On Johnson, the running back out of Detroit. Hang on to Carry On Johnson. Oh,
3: yeah, I, I agree.
2: Yeah, you go right there. Jim agrees. I'm sorry, Jim. Told you to pick up Ian Thomas. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jim. <laughs> I, I get I got tickled out of that, Jim. I'm gonna let the Dallas Cowboy, New York Giant thing go for the rest of the week. I just wanted to get it. I just wanted to get at you today about that.
3: I know it. No worries.
2: All right, fantasy football frenzy, overreaction Monday, Goon Squad. We out. Be back tomorrow.